Hello, Steve. Hello, Jill. It's time to game classy. We are recording and everything is good. Excellent. Very good. I had, uh, I had to fuck with my drivers for a second. Your drivers? My are you driver. running Linux? I'm not running Linux. I, uh, I, I don't have a, I don't have a neck beard that impressive. No. Every time I see Linux, I'm like, I could probably kill myself trying to learn Linux. Uh, I, Linux is one of those things. It's like it's it's actually it's it's fine, but like you need to be a owner operator to use Linux. And I am so far away from being a PC owner operator these days. Uh, that's not in my wheelhouse anymore. Yeah, I just as an older adult, I was like, I have much better things to do with my day than to use Linux. And there's no real reason for me to use Linux. Like I'm not doing anything that needs Linux. So yeah, but, exactly. It, it's one of those things. Like I. I I think if you're if you're doing programming, if you're doing uh, if you do game creation, so there, there's plenty of like legitimate reasons to like if, actually. If you lean it. back in your chair while playing video games, where the chips are resting on your belly shelf, then you can use <laughs> Linux as well. Yeah, well, if you want to like if you want to do a dev for uh, like the Steam Deck, because the Steam Deck runs off Linux, so like there's 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 reasons to do it, but like. I feel that it's it is it is a it is like a legit like it's a very intensive skill set. It's something that you actually need to know. So it's not something you just be like, oh yeah, you know, I run Linux. It's not it is not like that. Like like you 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 try to do something and everything fucking breaks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't need that. I ha that's that's just called my life, Steve. Yeah. I don't need it's like every day as i as i've entered my 40s every step i take i'm currently like oh god what chain of events what awful chain of events will this set off me stepping into this room yes exactly it's it's definitely one of those things it, it's and it's not something that like you know it's it's for enthusiasts really <laughs> all right so welcome to game classy i'm your host joe and with me as always is my co-host steve game classy and the butt but butt i know that you were gonna you were you said game classy but the way you were saying the g it made it almost sound like you were gonna say gorn 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 hey there's our star trek podcast spinoff name gorn classy gorn classy Mmm, classic Gorn. <laughs> it's you, haven't, classic. you haven't caught up on Strange New Worlds yet, have you? No, no, I, I'm going to be, uh, it's going to be my treadmill show. So as soon as the weather's shitty enough that I can't run outside anymore, I'm going to be watching uh, Strange New Worlds. Yeah, good, good. Because the um, the newest season was pretty good. Um, I think that the first season was definitely superior, but I think that the, the second season has a lot of great episodes in it. I, I think that, yeah, I was, gonna, I, was, I was about to say, like, the, the first season was so exceptional. I, I wasn't... I would not have expected the the second season to be even as good. Just because you know why? The, the first season was so good. All right, so like, I think with the things with Picard season three and Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks being as good as they are, I think part of the reason is a yes, Discovery's first few seasons and Picard's first two seasons were not great. Mm -hmm. You know, like Discovery's first season was like, Picard. I, I did hear that Discovery gets a bit better as the seasons go on, though. I have heard that as well. I'm I've I've my season rewatch is stalled because I'm just like, I hate this first season so much. Yeah, apparently the first season's like super fucking bad, but it's the I think it's what it is, is it's um, Star Wars fatigue. I think that Star Wars is so terribly mediocre right now that like anything that's remotely good is just so much better. <laughs> like, and I, huh. I shouldn't just say Star Wars. I sh it's all of Disney's yeah lately marvel we'll call marvel movie fatigue <laughs> nope. it's, but it's not it's just like everything has moved so to the center and it's so bland oh yeah i mean I, i'd say that's the marvel effect whatever the whatever yeah I, I mean it, it's basically you're eating scrambled eggs scrambled eggs are fine but you put a little sriracha on there oh man it's it's fantastic it's and the true. strange new world is just that little bit of sriracha to get us off of the plain eggs no no that makes sense there sense. are plenty of people in the United States who are like, I like ketchup with my eggs, and uh, I hate them. I hate them with everything. I mean, I like ketchup on eggs too. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to put a little bit on there. Although I actually do prefer ketchup if it's not just eggs, like uh, eggs over rice. That's that's where that's where ketchup really shines. Oh my god. 
Gotta have an amu. Gotta have an amu rice, my friend. It is a. Well, I mean, I I have eggs over rice, but I I mean, I usually like something a little more Asian flavored with it instead of ketchup. So. Hey, the amu rice ketchup is a Japanese classic. You gotta write. You gotta write something in hiragana though, like I love you. <laughs> but it, that's just not like Heinz ketchup though. It's actual like fancy ketchup. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you got you can't just use like regular basic ketchup. Well, I mean, I guess you could, but I, I don't use regular basic ketchup either. I always use like a jalapeno ketchup. Well, or... yeah, that's what sriracha is. Sriracha is just a fancy ketchup. And when I say just ketchup, I mean like ketchup or ketchup. Mm. You the, know, the, like... the, the 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 red bottle with the white label that just says yeah. ketchup in black letters. Exactly. Yeah, like the plain just corn syrup ketchup. Yeah. No, thank you on that. But no, if, if I'm gonna eat my eggs, I want I want something fancy with it. I, w- I will agree with that. Yeah, no, I I I, I do like uh, I do like my jalapeno ketchup though. It's been that's been my my recent uh my recent uh, what is it um special interest yeah. jalapeno ketchup. I've been fighting with a friend about Andor, the Star Wars TV show. Do you just keep calling it Blandor? I do, and they get so <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> like literally, I should post it. Like they're just like Joe's just being uh oh, what do they say uh contrarian? What, Joe with his hot takes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I mean I will have to say I don't think calling it Blandor is a hot take. I'm pretty sure that's like a I think a lot of people are no Steve. Uh, according to them, everyone loves Andor. It's twelve hours long, and only two of those hours at the very end are very are good. And everyone's like, well, if you just sit through the first 10 hours of the show, no, thank you. Yeah. If I don't have to, if, if, if the, if the first 10 hours suck and I can't skip to the last two hours, then I don't care. Yeah. Well, I think part of the problem too, is it doesn't follow like standard ways of um, writing a sick or writing a, a TV show. You know, it's mm. like, you gotta have a four act structure. Shit's gotta happen throughout the episode. And at the end, there's gotta be some sort of resolve to the conflict, which, but it also has to take you into the next episode. Like that's right. the way that it works. That's, that's the way television <laughs> works. Yeah. That, that's, that's how, that's how television writing does work. <laughs> like if you want to, in the way that, I mean, the show kind of does that, but it's more of like, where, where the fuck is this going? It's so goddamn long. I don't know, man. I just want to see Star Wars cartoons. That's all I care about. Like, give me more Star Wars cartoons. We're fine with. I'm fine with. Like that. Rebels. You want to watch more Rebels? Uh, I, I, you know what? I, I can't. I, I cannot slander the 3D CGI Star Wars cartoons because I've never watched a single one of them. But I really like the the anime shorts one. I also, obviously, I love the Gendy Tartakovsky stuff. So, like, I don't know. Just give me more of that. Like, give me, give me short fucking stories. Well, 3D animation has advanced in this day and age, so that like. Those shows should look way better than they actually do. They still look like terrible, terrible. Like the oh yeah, they cheap out. Yeah, what's that Star Trek show that has that terrible animation style? Oh, Pro- uh, at Prodigy. Prodigy. If yeah. You actually, watch Prodigy. The animation's very good. It, it's actually very good. It it doesn't. I will I will defend it because it does not look good in stills. I've I watched the first two episodes and the animation looks terrible. I didn't think it was that bad. I watched. I watch shows with my daughter and my kids all the time. And like, we just finished another rewatch of Gravity Falls, right? 2D animation, gorgeous. Oh, well, yeah, obviously 2D animation is better. Like, I mean, I I will, I will stand by that forever. Like 2D animation generally smokes 3D and like the best 3D stuff looks like 2D. Like what's the best 3D movie recently? The Spider-Man movies. What do they look like? 2D. Well, actually the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was far superior to the uh, Spider-Man movie. I haven't but, seen that. I want to see it, but doesn't that also look 2D? <laughs> it is. It does look 2D. Um, well, I mean, kind of. It's it's got a 2D-ish quality. It's got but that like cell shading going on. Yeah, it's got it's done with style. That's the whole thing. Like that 3D yeah. animation on Prodigy, it just it looks like Homer 3D from 30 years ago mm-hmm. on the Treehouse of Horror Six. I get what I get what you're saying. I yeah. get what you're saying. It's like. Like, oh, that's Janeway. Oh, Janeway looks like an ogre. What's going on? <laughs> like, she, she's telling me to get out of my swamp. <laughs> In my swamp. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. Let's 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 actually talk some 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 gaming stuff since we are a gaming podcast. Talking gaming. Talking uh, gaming. <laughs> um, do we want to go uh, speculative first, or do we want to go with uh, cartoon based first, since we have cartoons? Uh, let's go cartoons because that's a that's a, a natural segue. 
dun, 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 dun. Life, life is like, is like a, a hurricane, hurricane here in, in it's a borg blur have you seen the the ducktales mark bork i i haven't but that sounds awesome yeah they have a um a kickstarter i don't know it's probably not the official guys it's probably some uh it's a a mark board compatible tt no, yeah, there, there is there is 100 more mark board content that is not made by um free league than there is made by free league by like a fucking mile so there this new supplement is called duck borg um which is funny but it is essentially um uh, a, a a mork bork supplement that's all uh ducktales based that which is funny is hilarious life is like a hurricane here in duckborg <laughs> yeah uh that's that's good uh, i i will say the that first page with the um illuminated manuscript oh, yeah it's gorgeous Oh my god, it looks so fucking good. <laughs> like, damn, they did a good job. <laughs> I like the description. Duckborg is a grindhouse fantasy tabletop game about duck-human hybrids banding together in pursuit of death or treasure before the world ends. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's very dope. Not gonna lie. So the, it's I was looking into it and I thought this was hysterical. Is that so the Kickstarter's out of Portland, right? Mm -hmm. But. Um, Morkborg is out of Scandinavia, correct? Is it Sweden or Norway? Uh, or... I, I, be, I believe it is Swedish. Swedish, okay. Which Morkborg is, yeah. means dark castle. Yes, because Sweden, I think, and if it is from Sweden, Sweden's obsessed with uh, with actually it might be Black Castle. When I think about it. No, it's Black Castle. It's Black Castle. Yeah, Sweden is obsessed with Donald Duck. Have you heard about this? I have not actually. Yeah, like they have like some weird. I, I it pops up is every it like, year. Is it like France and Jerry Lewis? Uh, the Jerry Lewis, he falls over. It is a funny. Back it is the is the height of French comedy. Yes, <laughs> checks out. Um, that's the that's that's the key to watching French cinema is you just realize that French have terrible sense of humor and all of their like super serious crime movies are just their comedies. Uh, the only French movie I've ever seen is Hot Tension, and I like that movie. Yeah, well, no, that's the comedy for them. Oh, oh the woman, she's a her killer herself in this movie <laughs> makes no sense because if you actually watch it, it makes no sense. Yeah, it, it's it's still fun though. It's yeah, it's still fun. No, they have a um, they have like a really they have to watch Donald Duck and his friends wish you a Merry Christmas every Christmas Eve. Hmm. since like 1959 it's and and like that's where all of the donald duck comic books just make a fuck ton of, like they they sell everywhere over there it's like they're they're asterisks and obelisk huh. or tintin they they all are right. obsessed with um uh scrooge mcduck and donald duck over there huh okay yeah it's insane i, I never really kn knew that until recently but it pops up every christmas there's like a thing on there but this duck borg supplement is made in the united states <laughs> nice <laughs> and you'd think that it would show up there but they're probably like i can't do a swedish accent how is without sounding like the swedish Dude, chef I, that's the only thing i can do i can literally only do the the swedish chef and i and yeah, yeah I, I i swedish is an accent that like if I could probably like pick out like if you were like, is this person have a Swedish accent? I could probably tell you tell you yes or no, but actually being able to replicate it, no, no, yeah, can't do it. It's, can't even it's, try. It's it's for me. It's just the Swedish chef, you know. I I think the only accent that I'm like really decent at is like probably like German and Russian. I think those are the only ones I'm actually pretty good at. The comrade. No, it's yeah. uh, da, you, you would. Da. Da. <laughs> That's how you start off with Russian accent. You say da, yes. This is da. true. This is true. This is true. <laughs> actually and then you know what and it's probably actually it's probably more of a serbian accent because growing up i all that's all i fucking heard so yeah. like you know yes we we, we know <laughs> well i don't know why i just turned into count dracula there but <laughs> blah it's romanian no i i always will do the um for like my russian accent i try to do an actual like russian accent but it's funny because i'm actually polish and my Polish accent sounds nothing like Polish people. <laughs> yes, I did Polish. I put up the drywall. <laughs> like, it it's like, it like a weird, like, Father Guido Sarducci uh, thing I do. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, yeah. though. 
It's okay. I'm Polish. <laughs> what do you think? Come on. It's all right. This is fine. You don't need to do it. You don't need to be this. Yeah, you don't need to be this way. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. But... <laughs> uh... Very strange. But yes, the, the Swedes would be the one who are probably like like offended by the fact that there's like a DuckTales supplement to this game but also like that, that strangely enticed it. by it i would say that they didn't make it <laughs> yeah yeah they're enticed by it they didn't they're angry that they didn't make it they're angry that it's being made all around <laughs> but it's already getting play it's already getting funded it made like 15k yeah it um, looks i mean it looks great uh that that that's that looks fantastic I, I i i wish them success it looks it looks good it's a very clever idea and the production value looks excellent that illuminated yeah. manuscript is like fucking gorgeous so like but that's always like that's their thing is like Mork Mork literally makes their supplement like in order to be a supplement for them, it has to be gorgeous. It's it's true. Like they they have that aesthetic that just it just really works. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan. I, I've heard that there that there's going to be a version of their core book that is not, um, I should say, arted up. I should say, which easier I, to read. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I mean, and I do appreciate that just simply because like you know having a quick reference is good. It's not, but not that Mork board is that complicated but they they said that like some people have like some colorblind people like literally they want to do it for accessibility from what i heard because like some people who have like colorblind issues can't read the fucking book oh god here comes the libs Gotta make everything accessible <laughs> how dare they want people to read their book <laughs> <laughs> no one reads <laughs> uh i'm waiting for the audio version to come out <laughs> i love it now no more pork's great it's a very it's a, and, and 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 seriously i know we've talked about it a lot but like seriously if you want to if you want a fast-paced game that's very easy to play that's not going to be something where like people are going to constantly be referencing the rule book more pork is more pork is your fucking game like it like not even close and if you don't want to do like the th the themes of like you know the world ending or whatever you you can just do a little bit of modding and not make it that although i I don't recommend that. I think you absolutely should use the the countdown for the. Yeah, that's like the whole point of the game. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I it's like because some people I saw some people complain about that. Not 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 classy listeners, but like some people like some internet folks in the wild complain about that. And I was just like, you're you're, you're missing the point. Like, and and I I'm just gonna chalk that up to the critical role effect where like people think that RPGs means you just play the same character until you personally die in real life. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was a joke I just I just heard um, three DMs walk into a game store and they start setting up their games. Uh, the first player pulls out uh, his his three point five and gets his dice set up and everything like that. The second player comes in, gets out his five E book, opens it up and pulls out his dice. And the third player just kind of sits there and the two DMs are like, aren't you going to set up your game? He goes, well, if you guys aren't going to play Dungeons and Dragons, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> i'm old <laughs> we're old can't you see that <laughs> but yeah that, but that's exactly it it's like it's like what what's the point in playing a, a game like Morkborg if you're not playing what it's designed yeah. around play the game and that's the only too is like it's like you know characters fucking die like left and fucking right in that game so like it is not it, it is not uh a game where you're going to be like, yeah, we're going to play this campaign for months. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, you're going to get like two or three sessions maybe. <laughs> but that, but the thing is, is I think I, I do actually think that like any GMs who don't, who have never run a game like that before, I really think you should try because it, it'll, it will make you a better DM. Like having to like roll with the punches of a very hostile game to, to, to try and keep it entertaining, try and keep your players engaged and fun with the actual probability of characters dying like very easily without you doing. Because I mean, let's be honest, if a character dies in fifth edition, it's scripted. There's literally no way, like you have to be beyond unlucky while your GM is simultaneously being incredibly lucky to have a character die in fifth edition. Like it's it's like it's like i've seen so many games like it's not even on the table characters are so powerful in fifth edition and monsters are relatively weak like it has to be a setup for a character to die in fifth edition unless yeah. you no know, like i said your luck is actually supremely terrible you need to be failing everything and your dm needs to be critting you repeatedly for your character well, to die accidentally well that's like so spoiler alert for the beginning of tyranny of dragons you i ran the first chapter of it and at the end literally 
there's a part that's written into the story of where one of the characters is supposed to die. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that's like the worst place in the world to have that as a scripted thing because you want your players coming back for chapter two. Right, exactly. <laughs> like you, like, so I modded it slightly because I was like, there's no reason to have this character die right now. There's the, there's like no dramatic point to it. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. really dumb. Um, but anyway, the uh, I, I I recommend it. By the when this when this thing drops, when this podcast drops, I think the um Kickstarter will end on like Tuesday. I don't know. It says three days, so I'm just assuming maybe Monday. So you'll get at least two days to um pick it up if you want. Nice from from Morkborg if you haven't already picked it up. I know I know a lot of our guys who listen like Morkborg, so you might as well. And it's yeah, uh, I recommend it. Yeah, I mean it's a li it's not super expensive. Um, I think yeah, because I think you I think it's uh what like well, twenty five bucks or something like that. Yeah, I, I, and I hope it's one of the things. Uh, another thing I want to show about Morkborg, and if you make Morkborg supplements, if you if you're a dev, if you're if you're a game maker and you and you're going to make a Morkborg supplement, please adhere to the standard. Please, uh, all of the Morkborg stuff is digest sized. Yeah which is great like that's that is like as as you know as as someone who's played a lot of rpgs and has a lot of rpg books and joe i'm sure you're the same like the digest size stuff is always my favorite rpg content like when they did the fourth edition essentials thing where all the books were digest size oh it was so good because it's so much easier to just pass those books around the table you know i I, I will respectfully disagree. I see what you're saying, and I agree with most of what you're saying. I just like the bigger size in general. Right. Well, the, that's the thing. The bigger I'm what books they call a are, size queen, Steve. The, well, the bigger books are way better for like sitting and like going over the book and reading, doing that kind of stuff. But the digest size is better for play. Yeah, I'm, I'm for sure. But I, you know, like most people, I don't actually play these games. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I guess neither do I. <laughs> No, because what was it? The uh, Legend of the Flame Princess does all theirs. And yes, they're all digest size as well. Mm -hmm. They've really kind of stayed off the radar lately. Uh, they have. Yeah. No, you're right. I haven't heard any. I haven't heard any controversies with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm Like, you know, it was for a while there. It was like left and right. Like they had some. They had some real bad actors inside that studio. Yeah. Well, I guess getting. I guess getting rid of those guys. Uh, you know, uh, suddenly people stop staring at you so much. Yeah, I mean, uh, let me see. Anything on here? Uh, yeah, they're, they're still putting out stuff. Everything looks pretty normal on yeah, that. No, end. They're, just, they're still they're functioning. They just, they've just been out of the spotlight because they got rid of their like dude who was like a crazy like Nazi guy. Well, there was like there was a couple things that were going on there. But true, true. Maybe oh, they he, stopped. They made their the biggest their books. What's that? He was the he was the biggest of their like issues. Yeah. Oh, they they also made their books easy for colorblind people to read. Yes, that's good. So they're not getting yelled at. No, <laughs> damn libs. Actually, um, I think uh, Lamentations books are almost always in black and white. So if yeah, you're colorblind, you're good. You're good. <laughs> they they do the nice stuff, kind of like uh, Morkborg does. Yeah, no, they do. So the um, uh, next news. Well, actually, I wanted to talk about something I had talked with you before. This is something that we've not really talked about on the podcast because it hasn't really entered the gaming realm and i think now it's becoming more and more obvious about games workshop losing the lord of the rings rights yeah you were mentioning that i was i was surprised yeah so i mean there was some talk about it last year around this time it was about a year ago that um middle earth enterprises which is the uh kind of the the what i don't know what, how you would call it but it's kind of like the business side of loader and the hobbit it's basically when Tolkien sold the rights to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, this kind of formed up and they're the ones who put out all of like media and video games and all of that shit in regards yeah. to the Lord of the Rings. They own the rights to like put out stuff for stuff that's called Aragorn or Legolas mm -hmm. or Minas Tirith. So that's who Games Workshop, I believe, had the... um what's it called the 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 business deal with to to put out their figures but middle earth enterprises last year was bought out by the embracer group 
And the mm. Embracer Group is one of those awful entities that you don't really know about that exist until it swallows up something that you like. Yeah, basically anything called something group is probably sinister. <laughs> yeah. So the um, they because I guess originally it was owned by the Saul Zaints company. Mm. I think that they were the ones who put out um, you know, all the movies. So like when The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings got original cartoon releases in the 70s or whatever like i think it was through this company and i could be full of shit on this one but anyway the embracer group bought the rights to it now you would think that the embracer group would be like oh well we could just continue this contract to probably renegotiate it with games workshop blah 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 but the embracer group owns asmoday which is one of the awful gaming groups like awful conglomerates that really eats up the stuff that you love and shits yeah. out yeah, horrible yeah. horrible em things embracer is the current venture capitalist group that owns asmoday yes so asmoday as we all know puts out sharepoint and crisis protocol and all of the star wars games so why would they negotiate with Games Workshop when they could put out their own game where you could buy 10 miniatures and it has to use specialized dice and a thousand tokens to play a mediocre game? Right, Steve? Right, exactly. <laughs> so instead of buying one blister for $25, you buy a plastic kit in a box instead that comes with lots of cards and it costs $40 instead of 25 for the yeah, one figure. I, I actually really that's that's something that's been like actually bugging me about all the like recent like um licensed games is like the component bloat is just like it's just crazy like i, I don't know it, it's just something that annoys me like because i got like they're like darkest dungeon perfect example darkest dungeon is a game that i got i'm i'm like eyeballing like a lot because i think it looks really good but man does it have a lot of fucking bits and gigas and whiz bangs and it's just like i really like fuck man i want simpler games like come on <laughs> yeah i know you're absolutely right and it's like even looking at it in the store like the amount of shelf space that those games take up because every single little thing has a box for it yeah right? i mean it, it, don't get me wrong it looks great it looks super good but like fuck man like like that, that's you know it, it was instant that's why um like monster hunter was the same way like monster hunter the, the the minis looked gorgeous the giant monsters looked fucking great but oh my god the number of components the like cards the 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 player the the player thing and like it's it's more like a like if if i'm gonna go that in depth with a board game I, it has to be one game like like I, like kingdom death is the kingdom death is i think the pinnacle of that ideal like kingdom death is the biggest game like physically that I can think of, like as far as components, number of figures, number of stuff you could do. But if Kingdom Death is your game and like that's what you do, like we play Kingdom Death, you know, once a month or whatever, or twice a month, like that's our thing. It makes perfect sense to have a game that is that level of uh, depth. Like yeah, I would all say that shit. I would say Gloomhaven, but Gloomhaven is doesn't even have a ton of like expansions. It's just a huge fucking game. Yeah, Gloomhaven's huge too. It's the same. It's the same thing. Like if it is your game, it makes sense to like to be like that. But the the thing is like when I think of a board game, that's not what I think of. I think of a game that like I can. I mean, I guess it's I'm probably still stuck in the fucking '90s, but like I think of a game that has like a like a ten page manual maybe, <laughs> and like your player pieces and then like maybe a few like cards or dice or whatever and like you know like the omega virus like things yeah. like that like that's what i think of like something that you could pull up if no one's played it a, a regular non-gamer person can pick up the rules in like five minutes and you can have a fun time playing the board game and then you just put it back in the closet and then they, they still they exist steve they still exist but the problem is is that the big splashy ones like that everyone's trying to reach the the, the next big splashy one yeah, you know? yeah, and it's it, and, and you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I would just like for like if it was if like if it were me, uh, I would focus more on, like if I wanted to do like a component heavy big game, I would make the game components really minimal, and just add more minis. Oh yeah, that's that's what I would do. Like I like I would do like so like uh, if I was gonna do I don't know fuck what like mighty empires let's just say i'm doing a mighty empires ripoff i would be more focused on doing like okay so i'm gonna do like the mini like terrain pieces and then also like army figures so like it's gonna be like two games in one 
But as far as that goes, like other than that, components are just, you know, maybe some dice. Yeah. So lots, of, lots of figures, less, less actual, like less chits, less cards. Uh, and, and oh my, like it annoys the crap out of me to no end. And I don't, and I, it's just, it's so standard right now. People are probably like, don't even care about like the different sized cards in board oh, games God. drive me insane that like actually drives me nuts like i hate that like i don't mind if your if your game has smaller cards bigger cards whatever but one size please like <laughs> i've seen a game where it's like this game has three different card sizes for the one game oh, that's curse city curse city does that they have no! like they have like three or four different card sizes no yeah it's it's rough um yeah the but uh, so i mean like the, the problem with all Asmodee games, and it's part, part of my problem with Lord of the Rings, is like it's the desire to have figures that look like the actual stuff from the comics or the movies or, or you know, whatever have you. It just inevitably, like, what's the point of having a, uh, like a game where you have to paint the figures, where you have to paint the figures to look a very specific way? Like... It was always my problem with Lord of the Rings to begin with was that most of the like if you want to do your um you know your Aragorn you got to paint him like Aragorn looks in the in the movies not necessarily but that what that's what you want you want it to look like that and it's like you can't have a Captain America that you're like you know what I don't want to paint my white white and blue Captain America I want my Captain America to have purple a costume like I mean, you could you do that it just looks weird yeah but congratulations you just wasted $50 right it just looks very weird. It's like, yeah, huh? I, I, that bothers me. And so my so uh, anyway, getting back to the Lord of the Rings stuff, it's like so you wonder why over the last year there has been virtually zero Lord of the Rings releases, right? Yeah, just a few plastic here and there. Yeah, nothing new. And like a, a couple maybe a couple character kits or like some resin kits or something like that, you know, like the the hobbits underneath the tree. Yeah, and they did, right. they did some, and they did some really good character figures. Yeah, so this all makes sense then. That Games Workshop is just like, well, we're gonna lose the rights in like a year or so anyway, so let's not put that much effort into any sort of production. Like, we're yeah, not they, gonna... they they probably had those in the pipe already, so they're just like, all right, we'll finish these models that we were already working on, and that's it. Well, and I think they're doing a a boxed game for like the minds of moria which actually looks like a pretty cool game That's but once cool. again it's just reusing the same plastics that have been out for close to 20 years at this point right so that makes sense and it also makes sense of why they're bringing back the old world like why the old world and the hobbit and the lord of the rings the lord of the rings going down and the old world going up makes sense is because they have a they have a whole new production slot like to go like there's no resources being taken up by Lord of the Rings, so they're able to divert those resources to the old world. So like the 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 mold makers, you know, you're using those old plastic molds for Lord of the Rings. You don't have to use them anymore. Mm. You just use your you you put your old world sprues on there again, and you're not taking up any production of line. You know what I'm right. saying? No, it makes sense. Makes sense to me. Yeah. So that that makes total sense. So to those out there, I would highly recommend. If, if you want to make some money off this, the number one thing that you're going to have to do is just buy those blisters that are coming out now. Because these blisters that are coming out now are going to be the rarest of the rare. Oh, yeah. You're going to just 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 buy Lord of the Rings shit and throw it in your closet. <laughs> yeah, because eventually it's going to become uber rare. Well, it might not because who knows, like Asmodee is going to put out their... Uh, What's, oh. What size will the their figures will be 43 millimeter? Yeah, no, the, the, yeah, they'll do their own custom thing that is definitely not compatible with any Lord of the Rings miniatures that have existed yet. <laughs> and then you could just, and if you want to play the rule set, because I've heard that the new Lord of the Rings rule set is really good. Yeah, no, the current edition of Lord of the Rings is by far the best version of Lord of the Rings that they've ever done. I mean, that rules engine is great, isn't it? It is a very good engine. It is. It, I mean, ever since the beginning of that game, that rules engine has been great because they use they've used that in Legends of the Old West, Legends of the High Seas. Yep. Um, I, I always like that rule, that engine. It's been good. Yeah, it's really good. Like, and it's surprising because there's so many good um, compatible games that have come out of Lord of the Rings that yeah. use that engine 
uh like and then not necessarily use that engine but are like plays off that engine like war of the ring which we've talked about a thousand times on this podcast i fucking love war of the ring so good. it's yeah so and if you really do want to play the game you could always just use any 3d printing um company because there's hundreds of them through any yeah. other ones that the printing goes ever on yeah that's the one that uses the um here let me take a look right now i'm gonna look at my yeah, my loader that, file yeah i think that one is like a i think that one is super solid the printing so the printing on. goes ever on is the one that you does a lot more of the book stuff okay. so the stuff yeah. doesn't look like the movies it it's more of like their interpretation of what came out of the book so every month they release kind of a chapter of the book and some nice stuff but it's it's you know they have everything that you want in there medbury is another one i like them quite a bit they do um they do some historical stuff but they're also like their fantasy stuff is more lord of the ringy okay. they do some pretty decent uh dwarves and some stuff like that and let's see who else kurzluck miniatures they Kurs do luck. yeah kurzluck it's k-h-u-r-z-l-u-k they do some great stuff um they just recently did some um what's what's the lake town they did some lake town figures that look really good oh okay and then finally devale d-a-v-a-l-e they also but theirs is actually like probably closer to the movie-ish but they have some really nice stuff all right i dig it really recommend devale um they have uh i think their elves look fantastic they they probably do the nicest elves I've seen. But anyway, like those are just like a couple that I I follow. They do some really really nice Lord of the Rings stuff. And so if you want to play Lord of the Rings, you still have the figures available to you. All you need is the rules. So I do recommend pick up the rule books and hold on to them if you want to have a good Lord of the Rings game because in a year or so you're not going to have a good Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, you're going to have one that has a million billion components and special dice. <laughs> yes. It's it's not and they're going to be like oh, God, Shatterpoint's dice system is just so overly complicated. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like it. They, they, it's like you're made. They, I don't know. Well, we all know why they do the specialized specialized dice, but it's it's you know it's it's just a. I don't know if if it's your game, it's fine. It's I, I don't know. I'm more of a. What is it? Um, I feel more Epicurean with with games. So I think a lot of games ask more of the player than I'm willing to commit. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right, um, which I think is still part of the reason why Games Workshop games are so popular is there are no cards. There are no chits. There's a book, your figures and six sided dice. That's it. That's true. I mean, like and the, the cards are the cards that do exist are all just rules reference. Yeah, they're just optional. They don't you don't need them to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you don't, you're, yeah. you're right. That's that. That was one of the. That was that was my biggest turnoff with Gloomhaven. Like I did not like that you couldn't just do stuff. Everything was based on the cards. Not a fan. Yeah, I mean, you you could think about any game that has become relatively popular enough. Is that it? Doesn't they don't have a ton of components? It's it's all simplified. I, I mean, look at the biggest tabletop game, D and D. Yeah. What do you uh, need? Seven dice. Seven dice. Seven dice and some and a book. Yeah. That's it. That's why and it's like I it's one of the things that always kind of bothers me about Games Workshop stuff, too, in some ways, um, is that they it's become with the miniatures for Games Workshop. You have you buy your box of 10 figures, right? You have to assemble them. If you lose one of those figures, that unit is now unusable. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> because of the way that it works, like Age of Sigmar, it's like you have a 10 man unit. You buy it in 10 man. If you lose one of those mans, you no longer can use that unit. Yes, your mans. Or you have to say, <laughs> you have to say to someone like this space marine represents a tomb guard. You know, <laughs> and I, it, it's something that bothers me about modern gaming. And it's it's like it's not quite like a microtransaction, but it's it's like it's it's just another thing that you got to worry about. Because back in the day, you'd you'd have your dark elf unit, and then one of your dark elves gets knocked under a table and disappears into the ether, and you're like, well, I'm just going to pay for 19 dark elves now. I'll give them a s extra spear, so now it makes up the points. That is one of the nice things about uh, Mantic. Mantic games, uh, that is one of the nice things, is like the amount of figures doesn't technically matter, just the footprint. 
this is the footprint. That's all that matters. Speaking of footprint games, um, did you see that War Machine's doing a, a new army for Mark IV? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> did you know that War Machine Mark IV is still going on, Steve? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not. <laughs> so they got a new, um, an, a new faction coming out, the Shadow Flame Shard. Um, ooh. It, ooh. You know, I have no idea about what any of this is, but it's like a it's a cadre for Kador, essentially, is what it is. And they got snake peoples. Okay. So they're peoples with with snakes with snake bodies. Okay. Yeah, they they kind of look like like um lizard men mixed in with like a war machine, essentially, but like big shoulder pads weird. with lizard men. Weird. Yeah, I'm just always I'm always amazed by by. The, the survivability of War Machine, the fact that it's still around, it, it, it brings a tear to my eye, Steve. I guess. It brings something to mind. <laughs> I mean, could you think of more games that have just, like, bungled after bungle after bungle? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a testament to how successful they were, you know, what, six or seven years ago? It was like 10 years ago. At this 10 point. years ago, yeah. So, so it's just a testament to how successful they were yeah. uh, that they're still around. Because that because yeah. all the because all the money financing them right now is definitely from back then. Because, whoo, I know they're not doing great right now, and it's and it's a shame. Like I, I, you know, I don't I don't wish ill on them. It just you know just you fucked up. Fix it. Yeah, I mean it's they they were definitely victims of their own success. Yeah, yeah, no, they 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 couldn't uh, they couldn't adapt to the to the industry really like that like their own their own game kind of like they, they were buried under the weight of their own game's popularity no question yeah i mean and like the the in order to maintain their success they had to keep putting out stuff and in order to keep putting out stuff they had to add more rules and what they they had such huge bloat with the rules and yeah, figures bad. and it's like i'm sure they were looking at space marines going how the fuck does games workshop still do this with all of that and still maintain a popular game and we're drowning in our bloat and Games Workshop is like, the trick is, mate, ignore all the other armies in Games Workshop. <laughs> Just focus on the one. Uh, I don't know what accent that was. That was like Australian. It was like kind of New Zealand, sort yeah. of. <laughs> hey, mate. <laughs> focus on the Space Marines. You just got to get your miniatures up on their dick and uh, <laughs> get your dick going. <laughs> Sit at a table on the dick, play outside. <laughs> Sit up on the dick. Get, get it going. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was, I just wanted to, to point that out that I saw that and I was like, no way. War Machine's putting on a new army. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's great. I mean, I hope the game's good and I hope anyone's still playing it is, you know, fine. But I mean, I know I got rid of my stuff a long time ago and like, I, I mean, it was pennies on the dollar to get rid of my their stuff. Their tournament structure was fantastic. Uh, yeah, their tournament structure's good. I don't know. The, 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 the problem is, is they made a competitive game, but they made it too competitive so like the actual like optimal gameplay was just very toxic and unfun because like yeah if you didn't know what you were doing you basically just like you took one turn then the other guy killed you i i what, what i mean by that is is that the rules for their tournaments were very very good yes oh they're, they're the actual like how their tournaments function excellent yeah like they're the terrain the way that the rules are set up, it's all fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything was like very well thought out, and everything's like, like this is, you know, this is this, this is that. There were there was very little like mystery when it came to anything with the tournaments, like to the point where like you know, in most cases, like even like a judge was like hardly necessary for uh, War Machine. But man, like I said, like just the 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 environment was just like whew, it was just so that the way the game boiled down was just you know too toxic like it the instant win thing can't work in a game that has combos as strong as that game does like it just, yeah. it, it's just it's and it's not even the case of like yeah like yeah obviously learn it like blah 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 skill issue but like it's you can't have a i've talked about versus before the versus card game i've talked about that before but i mean i'll say it again like versus was the was the most skill-based card game that has ever existed period like it's not even close like it is the game that is 100 like the better player in versus will win like i don't know like 95 plus percent of the time like that's how much skill in that game mattered but the yeah. problem is is that killed the fucking game because you <laughs> you cannot have a game that is based on like community play casual stuff like that turn you cannot have that where a rando can't like in magic 
being the guy who like doesn't win very often, but then lucking into beating the best player at your store, like that is like a thing. Like people are like, I, I can't believe I beat him. That guy wins Friday Night Magic all the time and I beat him. Like that, if your game can't have that happen and versus did not have that, like if you were that bad, like you would always lose. Like the, the, that 95% <laughs> is done, it'd be 100%. Um, if you don't have that, the casuals or uh, people who just don't play very often, like they quit because it's not fun. It's not fun to play a game you never, ever win. No, and, and that's, one. you're 100% correct on that. And and that was the problem with War Machines. Like War Machines, like like I I went to a, I went to a few uh, more than a few War Machine tournaments. And like man, like it is not it is not fun <laughs> to to just like like whoops I've never played against this army so like I just fucking lost turn one because he's got this like combo I've never seen before. <laughs> the, the gimmick level is just too high. I was like ugh. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, that's that is true. The gimmick that, level is too high. Yeah, it is. It's just that's the that that is a you know it's a it's a problem like you know you can't ha you can't have a you can't have a healthy game circuit. and then plus you get just like you, the player base just becomes super toxic too because then because then everyone who's left is just like a fucking angry sweat and then <laughs> when everyone's just an angry sweat well okay now now nobody wants to join the game because the only players left are just pissed off about like everything very frustrating know, so, yeah, and can't do it's it. weird. i was thinking this because i was at the game store the other day dropping off my auction stuff Japanese and auction. Yeah, and I was I was actually looking around just the the you know doing my normal browsing, and I was actually surprised at the lack of Games Workshop competitors in terms of like tabletop wargaming. So, and I was like kind of looking at it because you know you you think back out like you think that in nine uh, the nineties two early two thousands let's say early two thousands you got um, Vor, Clan War, uh, Warzone, Chronopia. Um, well, what else? What were some of the other big games at that time? Uh, I mean, I mean, Confrontation. Confrontation. Yes, Confrontation. Another one. Like you have those games. Cool, right? Mm -hmm. And then you go a little bit later, and you have Malifaux, War Machine, uh, all that. There. You know what Games Workshop is competing against right now? I Historicals. Mean, it, yeah. Say, there's like, there's nothing. I mean, it's just it's it's literally just Mantic, right? And Mantic I mean, is like a quasi competitor. Yeah, Mantic is is more parallel, and once Games Workshop releases the old world, it's definitely not going to be as as. Actually, as I, I was I was I was. It's funny you mentioned that because I was actually just thinking about that. I think the old world, the old world release might end up being the biggest sales boost that Mantic has ever had. Well, oh no, for sure. Like in terms of minis, absolutely. Yeah, like, like there's gonna be a lot of people buy because I mean, I mean, I'm considering buying a fucking Goblin army from Mantic for for that purpose because i mean I, lo I love their goblins i think their goblins are one of the best kits they've made i really yeah. like the way they look and they look much better than the gw um non-night goblins by like a mile yeah as, as I've, t I've been telling people who've been asking me about old world they're like oh yeah I, i've been thinking about doing a, a goblin army like just like what you said and my advice is always don't buy anything Yes. Until you read the rules. Yes. You need to wait. You need to read the rules. You need to know how it's going to, because like, you know, is, is the, uh, are the old regiment bases going to be something you want to use? Like, is that, is that a thing? Is everything going to, do you want everything to be on single pieces? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is there going to be a benefit to putting things on single bases? Yes, or, exactly. You know, there's a lot of things that are going on with those rules. We don't, we don't know yet. So you need to figure out what's, you need to wait to figure out what you're going to buy and what you're going to assemble, because there's nothing that sucks more than assembling a 30 man unit and painting them and finding out it's completely worthless in the game. Yes. Either the way that you built it or the way that it's, um it performs in the game or it might not even be a unit in the game you don't yeah even know. it could be it could not work like that it's like oh yeah uh the your the goblin equipment you chose doesn't exist anymore yeah it's like oh um yeah and like for example my goblin unit that i have in my in my case that i built for sixth edition fantasy is all or actually i think i built it for seventh but whatever it's all on 20 mil bases. Now we know the 20 mil bases aren't going to exist anymore. Right. So it's not like I, I have ways of fixing that because I've, you know, I'm, I've been in the hobby for long enough and, but it's still, it's, it's, it would, it sucks that that's what, how it goes. Yeah. You know? Having to rebase your entire army. If you like, if you did that ahead of time, like, whoops. I mean, I'm not going to do that. I'm just buying a movement tray. Yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, for sake of example, I'm building a movement tray. No, and so yeah, so that you know, on that end, yeah, just, just calm down on, <laughs> on that.
Yeah, um, I mean the, the, the only the, the one thing you could do is you could you could always just build the minis themselves and paint your minis and not put them on any bases. That is something you could do. Yeah, if you're that I, excited. If you can, are you gonna put them on clear clear plastic bases? Oh god, I hate that trend. I, I you know what? I hate it for wargaming. I don't hate it for D and D. I, I, my D and D figures for the game that I'm running today are all on just black bases. Uh, black bases is also good. That's that. That's actually the classic because that's what the D and D collectible minis came on. Just the black circles with no texture. black circles. Yep. Yeah. And that that's the way that I do everything. And uh, also a good option. Yeah. But I'm also I don't do too much in terms of like, you know, like dungeon maps. Right. Yeah, my, it's the dungeon. Yeah. If you're using those those printed dungeon maps, those that's what the clear bases are. Re- that's where they really yeah. shine. And then it's just to to show the lines of the of the squares. So yep, exactly. Not a big issue there. But no, I actually I got my game today, so I have I got the table all set up. I'll, and I I put it on the game classy Discord. So yeah, if you want to cool. see, yeah, if you want to see the, the chapter two table, you could see it there. Um, I haven't put it up on my Instagram or anything like that just because I always I know the couple of my players follow my Instagram so they get to uh but I like it I like their faces when they see the setup, you know. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, no, no, it's good. It's nice. I, I like I like that kind of like big um the big like uh set dressing scene pieces for for big big events like that. It's cool. Yeah, I mean so I, I've done a couple D D things lately. You know, just go into like some random like encounters and stuff like that. And like the DMs, they do a decent job of it. But the presentation is always so lacking when they when they pull out some, you know, Nolzer's figures that are pre-painted and they're just they they look bad. The, the, <laughs> only, like, the only one I saw that was really crazy was uh, a group that had like for their it was for their final encounter where like it was like an Eldrick be like deity that got summoned and like the fucking dm went fucking crazy out here the fucking black light the smoke machines and the fucking mini was gig- it was like it looked like a huge whale that like he and like it was fucking huge and it was suspended from the ceiling like that was very cool like i like i probably would have been like like i would have I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of shit like that was like <laughs> that was very hyper i was like oh man i was like that's so fucking cool like that like that that was awesome <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I you know, you see some nice that that's that and that's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming for like these big set pieces that just look really fucking cool. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it's cool. It's fun. Yeah. I, mean, I know. I dig it. And it's it's like it's the, the what's it called? It's the 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 influence of like the D&D influencer, I guess is as their term called where I'm just like, you know what I should do? I should do like a YouTube channel where I show how I build this shit. And I'm like no, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. <laughs> that's that's dumb. That's that's gonna. Uh, I, I that's do. Work. <laughs> you know what? You know what is good though. Like what I what I like. I would personally, if I was gonna do something like that, uh, I, I think. So it's it's just like uh it's just like my my feeling on like the painting stuff. Uh, it's like I I think doing it as like chatting streams, while you're doing a thing, I think that's really cool. I like that. I don't like. The, I, I'm not a huge fan of the like. I mean, and I guess I shouldn't say like I, I've used some of those painting guides. If I'm trying to copy, like I'll look like 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 how does this dude paint celestial vindicators? And I'll like just copy his paint scheme and just like do it. Yeah. I do like that, but um, I'm more of a fan of just like the interaction. So like having like a stream where like a dude is just painting his army and he's just chit chatting and like you know it's like it's like a, like like a sit like it's it's like hanging out at the paint bar. I, I like that, and like that's something that I would do if I was going to do like a D and D like. If I was going to do my D and D build, uh, I would do it as like a chit chatting stream where I'm like I'm talking about building it, and, you know, answering questions about like how I'm building, and then but the stream is about you know talking, and then also you know I'm building a thing. I, I like that a lot. I think that's a I think that's that's more fun than just like I'm going to show you how I did this. Yeah, I mean, it's I for me it would be like this is what the stream would be. It's like. Okay, I need these these pieces of terrain. Okay, I go online, I look up like tents. Okay, here's the STL for the tents. Okay, put it on my printer and print out like thirty of them, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I I paint them as quickly as humanly possible, and uh, then I use dip. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> that's pretty much how um my, my that's why i would never do that i i think because most people would just be like all he does is just 3d print stuff i'm like yes that's all i do yeah well, that's and that's and that's why and that's why i would t- that's why i'd say it'd be more about the chit chat because it's it's more it's more yeah. fun to just it's just like it's just hanging out and that's and that's the thing and if, if, I, if i wasn't interested in doing a like 
uh, a hanging out and like chatting stream, I wouldn't do that kind of stuff on on YouTube or anything. Yeah, it, it's like, oh, it's you want to see how I made these pink styrofoam hills? Yeah, I took a piece of pink styrofoam and I cut it. Yeah, uh, that's, how, that's how it works, buddy. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, and then I then I went to uh, Michael's and I bought some, you know, apple apple crate paints and yeah i'm heading, I'm heading over i'm heading over, I'm heading over to menards yeah exactly i mean it's i'm sure that there's people would like it because people like essentially anything on youtube but yeah. well i mean people like it's the interaction you know people like chitting you know sitting and chit-chatting like i mean I, and i've done it too i've been in uh i've yeah. been in a few streams which are just chit-chat streams and like i've been like i'm going to you know listen to this while i'm working on something else see i'm not, I'm not a huge fan of those i like most of my stuff that i like for YouTube, I, I do like I have certain restoration videos that I like watching, but it's process videos more than um, talking, because most of the process videos that I watch have no talking in them. Right. Yeah, I like I like the it's it's about the live chat and sometimes they'll, they'll say something real funny and then like I'll, I'll comment. I'm like, oh, that's funny. You know, I actually sitting and watching is like not something I get to do very often. So, yeah, see, it's it's there's so many different things to it. And, you know, me, it's like I uh, I'm the worst when it comes to audience interaction, because most of the time audiences will be like, hey, I like this. And I'll be like, what you like is stupid. You <laughs> stupid like that. That's dumb. <laughs> and then you're like, I like your podcast. And I go, you're stupid for liking my podcast. <laughs> my podcast sucks. <laughs> my podcast is terrible. I don't know how it's been running for 10 years. We still have people who like this podcast. I don't know why. I just just keep making it. It's what is it? That's uh what's what's the line? Uh if you build it, they will come. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yes, there's always someone who likes there, there's something for everyone there. Yeah. But I mean for sure. Um speaking of Instagram, um uh one of our listeners, Andrew Park, his Instagram, I was looking at it the other day, and he's got some gorgeous stuff on there, man. Nice. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know if he's if if he's on the Discord. I think he's on the Discord, um, but man, he's got some uh some definitely some uh, what's it called um Rogue Trader era 40k stuff. Oh, sick! It, it is beautiful. Um, he's on Instagram at at uh, Shinintai, but the S in Shinintai is a five. So does he have the does he have the deodorant ship? Um, no, but it it's just looking at his stuff. I'm like, man, this is great rogue trader shit and it's like really well painted and based on oh man it's good nice and you know me i don't normally um i don't normally shill for other people on instagram but man this is some good stuff especially our listeners i really want um, to uh i really want to do a uh for uh, i'm like right now i'm like i'm like torn on my my old world stuff like i can't decide if i want to do uh my army's just like however or if i really want to like lean into it and do the fucking red and yellow uh, yeah i mean th the only thing i could say is is that after painting an imperial fist army i never want to paint yellow again Ooh, yeah yeah so just uh i keep that in mind <laughs> yeah i don't think i'd want to do yellow as the main color i think i would definitely make it you know the secondary yeah and it's I and it's also one of those things that like I'll I'll text Tim about like hey what's your recipe for yellow and then he sends me a yellow recipe and I'm like this is terrible and then I, like, <laughs> and then I do it and I'm like god damn it I hate you so <laughs> yeah, I can't believe Ugh. this worked exactly exactly so the um I think the the last thing no I think that's about it in terms of like stuff that I had to talk about um. Yeah, I, I really don't have uh, too much more gaming news going on. Yeah, no, I mean, a... uh, the biggest thing in tabletop gaming right now is still Lorcana. Like that's the that's like by far the like biggest thing in gaming. And it's, yeah, like, I mean, and it's and listening to people complain about Lorcana is one of the awfulest things I've ever <laughs> read in my life. Uh, yeah, people are people are definitely. Uh, well, uh, let's just say a lot of people are experiencing tabletop gaming for the first time. Let's we'll say that. I mean, yeah, and it's like, oh my god! Like some of the rules discussions I've seen on it online are like, you can't use your ink pot to do the blah blah blah, and blah 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 is so is many of them are like, this person has never played a tabletop game before. <laughs> I mean, and I'm just like, oh my god, this get you know what this game needs? This game needs to be quarantined. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of already quarantining itself. <laughs> I mean, it just needs to be like 
moved off to the side and no one should be talking about it except for Lord. Like there needs to be like special websites just for Lord Canna and and groups just for Lord Canna and they don't bleed into any yeah, other. They're not allowed stuff. anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Like you stay over there. It's like like Naruto players. <laughs> you stay over there, Naruto. You sand ninjas. <laughs> My son was watching Naruto the other day and I was like, hey, yeah, yeah. Are you a Naruto? Believe it. <laughs> I, tell, I tell you, that was uh, at, uh, at Comic-Con one year. Joe asked every single person. Not you, yeah. Joe. Another Joe. Yes, the other Joe. He asked every single person we saw in a cosplay if they were a Naruto. <laughs> it was one of those things where like, it was really funny at first and then it was not funny at all. And then it got really funny again. <laughs> it's the best. Those are the best. Yep. Those are the best. Yep. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's exactly what happened. It was very funny. All right. Well, you could go to the game classy Facebook page. It's the best way to help out. Oh, wait, shit. Screwed it up. Planet arbitrary needs. Yes. You know that like our, I was reading, what was that one? One of the things on the Discord where they were like, I can't wait for Joe to screw this up again. Yeah, yeah no, he says, I can't wait for the same plan arbitrary needs. <laughs> no, go to the Game Classy Facebook page. It's the best way to find the link to the Game Classy Discord. Um, that's where we do all of our interaction. I put it up every, you know, with, with a podcast. So if you're looking for it, you can find the Game Classy Facebook page. Usually underneath the podcast for the week, I have the link to the Discord. Yep. So that's you where you're going to go. Us, that's where you're gonna, you know, interact with the community. There's been some, there's been some excellent community chats. Shitposting, yes. you know, it's good. I, I do, I, I do enjoy going to the Discord. Um, I'm still upset that there is a Star Wars board and an anime <laughs> board. But look, whatever. look, those things need to be contained, just like you said with Lorcana. Because if you don't contain them, they're going to spread out to the other boards. Exactly, they'll spread <laughs> like awful, <laughs> like mold, like rot. That's what I'm saying. Anime goes in everything nowadays. Uh, that's true. By anime. Yeah, anime is just anime is just like there is no. It is not like before. Everything's just anime now. There's only one good anime, and it's Ratatouille. I like Ratatouille, and technically, it is an anime. <laughs> I'm gonna make that T-shirt that just says "There's only one good anime, and it's Ratatouille." It's Ratatouille. You gotta do it, but you gotta do, and it's and the Ratatouille logo with like the, the little rat nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's rip a bong and watch Ratatouille. That's right. Hey, um, I don't know why. I think Ratatouille. Ratatouille is like one of the dumbest movies ever, but it's also one it of the works. best movies ever. Yeah, it works. I don't know. It it like the, the the plot is extremely stupid. Like the concept is probably dumber than the plot. But man, I I I I, I teared up at that movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. My daughter actually went as uh uh the chef from Ratatouille with a rat really? on her head for Comic Con. That's fucking cosplay. adorable. That's yes. fucking adorable. <laughs> yeah. They're asking for food from Chef Linguini. <laughs> but I, but the, the she drive it drives her crazy because I always say, ah, how's Ratatouille gonna get out of this one? And she's like, that's no one's name, Dad. No one is named Ratatouille in this movie. I go, yeah, they are. That's why the movie's named Ratatouille. It's named yeah, after the rat. Rat named Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> rat is named Remy. Well, then the chef's named Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's Ratatouille? Is he Ratatouille? One of the best things about being a father. Purposely mispronouncing everything and calling things by the wrong names. Just, just dad humor. Dad humor is the best. Um, if you want to uh, see more of my stuff, you can go to the uh, uh, Game Classy Joe on Instagram. It's where I post most of my stuff. I'm putting up a lot of my Sons of Horror stuff that I'm working on for the team tournament for Adepticon next year or in, in March. Uh, the, the next Adepticon. Yes. I guess it is next year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's March next year. Next year. <laughs> there you go. And uh, Steve is still banned from all major platforms, so you got to go to the Discord to interact with Steve. They're silencing my voice. I'm they being are. silenced. Yes, you can go on Threads. I don't think Threads is banning anybody uh, for threatening politicians yet. I don't. I don't think Threads functions. <laughs> I go on there and be great once in a while. Does it even work? I've heard like I've heard it's like the shittiest algorithm ever. I mean, I, I don't know. I my my terms. I'm an I'm an old man, Steve. You're an old man too. Are my algorithm, I just want to see the stuff that I am subscribed to. I don't want to see anything other than Dude, the stuff that I subscribe to. Good fucking luck. I know. Good fucking luck. Just actually wanting to see what you're like subscribed to. Yeah, good fucking luck, bro. Well, I've added like six. I because well, I used uh, I use Firefox and I got like 18 different extensions on my Firefox that prevent people from yes. that prevent websites from showing me shit that I don't want to see. Firefox is the best. Yes. Like, uh, like I, I have like my Facebook on Firefox is so 
heavily modded that I really only see like two things. And that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they exactly. go on there because it doesn't I, show like, me any ads. It doesn't show me any yep, like recommendations. Yup. Yep, yeah. Unironically, like I, I will, I will shill face uh, Firefox always. And if for nothing else, ad blocker can't be stopped on on Firefox because currently, no matter what, like basically, if you're using any browser, if you're using Opera, if you're using Chrome, Edge, whatever, those are all Chromium based. So what they did is they deployed countermeasures for the ad blockers on Chromium browsers. So in case you're wondering why your ad blockers suddenly stopped working on your browser, it's because Google literally uh, kneecapped the ability to do ad blocking. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's not Chromium based? Fucking Firefox. So you know what works on Firefox? Ad blockers. Yeah shocker yeah so maybe shocker. you know like yeah maybe uh maybe give, maybe give firefox a shot yeah i recommend it yeah um so yes abandon all major platforms that's what i said yes, yes, um, yes. if you want to help out the podcast you can like come subscribe on the itunes or you can like come and subscribe on the youtube which i put it up there for some odd reason even though i don't know why i do it uh, i will be trying blue sky if i get an invite though dun 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 Sun is shining in, in the sky. The sky. There ain't a cloud inside. inside. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? You know what I forgot to talk about? Uh, two new games that popped up in my. Uh, they're kind of historical based. There is one that just came out. I can't remember the name of it. Stuff my head, and I know this is terrible for the other podcast. But it's a World War One game. Um, it's uh, it's about. If Doggerland didn't sink, uh, it, God, it's on. It just came out. It's like skirmish based, so you use World War One minis, but it has like wizards and shit in it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, God, World War One with wizards sounds pretty dope. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a war transformed. That's what it is. World War One on the Doggerland front. Mm. So it's it looks interesting. It just got released. I haven't had a chance to really dig into the rules because they're just we just haven't gotten them out here yet um or it, it actually comes out on halloween this year so we we haven't gotten anything on it i haven't seen anything about it but it looks pretty cool yeah i mean that sounds um, dope yeah it's like in that vein of silver bayonet and um with the, uh, the you know all all of those smaller games like that um mm. frostgrave Stargrave, kind of it, it it looks like that it has that kind of feel to it so i'm kind of excited about it it sounds dope and the other one that i'm interested in is a napoleon game steve a napoleonic game no not napoleonic it is called um valor and fortitude all right um it is and this is the reason only reason why i'm interested in it is it's because it's a napoleonic game and it's written by jervis johnson and the perry brothers Hmm. Okay. So it's like you you say like, oh no, Napoleonic, but then you hear that name and you're like, okay, it's got some cachet. It's yeah, probably a decent will, game. Yeah, the rules will probably be good. I'm not interested in the subject matter, but the rules will probably be solid. Yeah, exactly. It's like you don't want to play next necessarily play Napoleons uh, Napoleonics Napoleons. You don't want to play the Napoleons. I don't want to play no Napoleons. But their rules engine is probably good because. Jervis Johnson really doesn't put out bad rule sets. Uh, no, yeah, he's like like his level of quality is pretty consistent, and the consistency is generally pretty good. Yeah, you just got to remember that Jervis Johnson doesn't necessarily make competitive rule sets anymore. Uh, no, he does not do that. Which is, I mean, no. uh, as long as you as long as you accept that, you know. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, until next time, Steve. See you in the world of tomorrow. Later. Game Classy.